Let's do it to it. Happy Jesus, everyone. That is our theme song. That's the theme song to the comedy couch with Dennis and Tommy. Tom, our friend Tom, sent a, a, an e-Christmas card. I saw that. That said, all I want for Christmas is Mariah to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I get it. But I also love that song. And it's like the best Christmas song of the last 20 years. Yeah, I like that song. It's, you know, and ain't easy you to know write another, a classic. You know another great Christmas song? Which is? Hey, Santa. Oh, by Wilson Phillips. Hey, Santa. Hey. Santa. Yeah, wow. They really hit that H on Hey. I know it's crazy, but they I really are like three singing donkeys. They're the sometime. best. I you know love what? them. They're awful individually and together. They make magic. Okay. Right. No, they're yeah, harmonies. That's true. Come on. Admit it. Do you have the new Christmas album? No. Do and you? I rest my case. No. I, so, you know what? Uh, I will tell you something though. Last week I had to buy something, a, a DVD or something. And I went to four year entertainment on, um, Alameda or Olive. It okay. used to be a warehouse, but it's like a record store. Really? And I walked in and I shopped for CDs and I shopped in a record store. And it was the weirdest thing. It that. was literally like going back in time. Yeah. And I remember buy, sometimes you'd buy a CD because you liked the cover. I did. I remember like, loving Haircut 100 and thinking, <laughs> oh, I want to be like those boys. Yeah. Um, well, we should say that's the comedy couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. That's right. Duh. A doy. But um, today is the 22nd, almost the 23rd. Almost the 23rd. Of, of December. Right. And so we are wrapping this fucker up. This will be our final podcast <laughs> of 2010 because Dennis um, is dying. No, uh, sneezing. No, I'm sneezing. I only um, sneeze once. That's unusual. Because we, this will be our last podcast yes. of 2010. Um, because I'm going to London on it's Christmas It's our year night, ender. And I won't be back until... The second. Till so New are you Year. going somewhere? You're going to Arizona. Yeah. But then are you going somewhere else? And I'm also going to go to San Francisco, San Jose, actually, for, for like two Oh, days. fantastic. Yeah. So. Um, but you were also in Florida. We were both out of town. I was in Cambria. Yeah. And we've you had were in a, Florida. Let's start with Florida. We've had a little bit longer between podcasts <sighs> because uh, we've wrapped up. The Fashion Police we did. show. A double-decker on the 16th. We shot two episodes. And right now you can watch the episode with Serena Williams. Yes. And uh, and then next week, well, no, starting on Friday will be the our year-end year uh, bitch-tacular, um, which we'll play then for two weeks, and we'll be back with a new show on Friday, January 7th. Um, so I had a uh, stand-up in Fort yes, Lauderdale, Florida. And what was the name? In Tony Tripoli, There's Crap in My Pants? Well, the show is called Tony Tripoli, I Shit My Pants, a sophisticated, a sophisticated evening of stand-up. However, as you might recall, uh, they got the press release they get the title of my fucking show wrong in the press release. And right. they sent out to all the media, uh, come and see Tony Tripoli. I shit myself. And um, Did that end up in media? Or did they it was sent it? out. And right. um, one one of the news stories about me was Tony Tripoli from Tony Tripoli, I shit myself. <laughs> Uh, went to press and um, I don't mean to laugh but that's but it's okay because I, I it, at one point in the show I talk about turning 40 and and having my dreams dashed and thinking that I would have a husband and own property and not be doing shows in some shitty garage in Fort Lauderdale, yeah. Florida where they can't even get the title of my show right Right. so it played into it and people laughed and I go I don't know if you noticed but the show was called Tony Triple I Shit My Pants um, and then I used I told Alonzo's Great story. I yes. said that, but my friend Alonzo said, well, you know, Tony, it is Florida. Maybe I shit myself makes it more relatable. <laughs> and some shows they laughed and some they didn't. Well, it's an old joke. It's not like and I, I said, putting, down, putting fun of Floridians. Yeah, but I was like, but we mean like Jacksonville, not, not Fort Lauderdale. You're not really Florida. We mean the bad Florida. Um, but so anyway, so I had four shows in three nights and um, two shows Saturday and it just like my old ice capades day and um and the seven o'clock show was about half full and the audience sat there and smiled at me and nodded for an hour well at least they were smiling and but never made a peep there were about three times in the entire journey that i take the audience on um where a couple people would laugh briefly like blink and you miss it kind of a <laughs> laugh 
and it was terrifying. And I had to start adding like old, I had to put in 10 minutes worth of old material because with no laughs, the show was going to be like not even an hour long. And so I was totally freaking out. I was, it was like a nightmare. It was like, I was in inception. It was like a dream right. world. Like, and what I just What was your to... worst gig prior to that? Have you had anything like that before in your stand-up career? I mean, I've had, you know, I've had audiences. I've had shows where I stumbled over words or something and didn't really land the joke as solidly as I could have or as I right. should have. Right, you felt like you weren't on top of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and sometimes you really spank the audience and sometimes... Sometimes you just both part friends. Right. But there was no winner. You can't really say, I fucking, I fucked that audience in the ass. You right. can't. Sometimes, you know what? We did a little open mouth kissing and right. we're not going to have a second date. Like it was, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but was wait, this the worst ever for you? It was the worst ever. And also because you feel it was like... a full, it's just an, an hour is a really long time. Yeah. To just, but the thing is, it wasn't that they hated me. It, because I pa I found out later that on the way out, many people said, thank you so much. That was really fun to like, you know, the usher, like the box yeah. office person. Like, so they maybe they liked it fine. I, and the thing is, I know the, sh the stories are hilarious. Right. And I was I was super on point. Like, I was fun. My rhythm was good. Like, so I know I did it well. Right. But don't you think that's they a rite just, of passage? Don't you I think suppose. every comic has a... Yeah. Like, like we saw Joan a few months ago. She said she'd just come back from some show that was and bombed. And yes. bombed, and it was a nightmare. It was the same she was flown feeling that you to described. Bermuda by the wealthiest man in South Africa who flew 500 of his friends to Bermuda for the week to celebrate his birthday. And the big closing of the week was a private Joan Rivers show. And then it was in her contract that after the show, she was to change into a new outfit. And take pictures with the birthday boy and his family. Right. And she said that she bombed so hard for the full hour that they sat on her ha their hands and hated her. And she got off stage and she said to the like escort person, "Okay, let me change clothes and do we'll do the pictures." And they were like, "Um, that's okay. The family doesn't want. We the don't picture. need that anymore. The family doesn't want the picture." Wow. And so, and she was you know humiliated. But so this was my version of that minus the big check. But then you had to go back and do it again, a second show on Saturday night, and how did that one go? And that was, you know, a much better audience, and, yeah. and it was fun, and, and, you know, whatever, you get back on the horse. But the thing is, but it wasn't like, better. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, but they were, they were great. And then Sunday was the best. So it ended up being a very fun um, experience, and I had sex with this Puerto Rican, and he, <laughs> I hooked up with this Puerto Rican guy who came to the show, and he was very handsome and distracting me the entire show, second show Saturday night. Right. And he was alone and he was so sexy and right up front. And after the show, he was like, I enjoy your show and I do this too. So you can say, and I was like, are you a comedian? And he, anyway, he, he wants to be a comedian and he has, he does these little shows on YouTube or something. Right. And he's just really good looking. And so my uncle happened to be in Texas or in, in Florida from Texas. So he brought some of his uh, coworkers from the restaurant, all straight people um, to the show and we went to dinner afterwards and then I ended up texting the sexy guy after dinner what's and then, his name? um, or Omar, what's our name, his name is him. his Omar. Okay. Omar. And, um, so anyway, he said something really funny and this is why I'm telling this story. I want to know if you've heard this. He said, Oh, it's so sad that you live in California because you must have to date so many Mexicans with their little dicks. And apparently in the Latin culture, the Mexicans are just known to have little dicks. Compared to like Puerto Ricans. And, and have you ever heard this? Um, no, I haven't heard it. But if you were to say, if there would have been a list who's got the biggest dicks, <laughs> I would have put Puerto Ricans ahead of Mexicans. Really? Yes, I don't know why. but I And just how many of each of you slept with? None. Okay. <laughs> No, we're talking about me. This is just I've sl slept with uh, with both Por more Mexicans than Puerto Ricans, right? But a lot of Mexicans, and I that's never even occurred to me. And so I was working out today, and he, my trainer, said something about, "Oh yeah, Mexicans and their little dicks" or something. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's the second time in a week that I've heard this." That, and he's Asian. Yeah, this is literally a Vietnamese guy calling out the Mexicans for their little dicks. Now, 
you know I had to fucking bite my tongue on that one. To not to not Because that's like right. that's no, like a joke come yes, to life no, in front it. of your eyes. To have a Vietnamese right. person making fun of Mexicans little dick. Right. Right? That's like the hackiest joke. Right. It's like what, I know rabbi? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So Anyhow, so I just want to know if people know about Mexicans allegedly having little dicks. And I just want to say to all of my Mexican friends, I don't believe it. That has not been my experience. Well, good. But and also, good. you know what I also know like... about myself? I am not a size queen. That's good, too. Because I don't – that's never – I would never describe someone except for breadloaf. That would never be the first thing that I would describe about a person. Right. Like that's – you know what I mean? Like, And I get for some guys that's like a really – it's right. a, it's important on their list. I like good teeth are so much higher on the list for me right. than you know a great big dick. Right. Now was Omar are you going to keep in touch with Omar? No. No. Well, I mean, you know, come on. He's a Puerto Rican who lives in Florida and I live here and no. Right. So no, probably not. There you go. But he right. was a nice guy. Good. And you sold well and good, you know. Like... Yeah, yeah, the show sold just fine. A couple of podcast listeners came, and I appreciate that so much. It's great. Um, one of the one of the guys came to the show, but didn't tell me until he Facebooked me afterwards and said how much he liked the show. And I was like, you should have stayed and introduced yourself because I, right. you know, obviously I don't know them by face. But our podcast listener that told the story about accidentally peeing on his boyfriend. Yes. Yeah, was there. That's good, the um, accidental peer. Yeah, so it was well, wonderful. I you got... left a message after your first show about your first show, and I felt so bad, but I was very touched by it because you were so vulnerable. I was very vulnerable. It was a Tony I... Tripoli we don't often see. I called you just because I wanted you just to tell me that I was funny and yes, that I could do it. Yes, it was going to be okay. Yes. I felt like very, I yeah. was very touched by it. Well, I called you first, but I didn't. And then, I didn't get back you to you there, in time. And I called Penelope. Yeah, and she also didn't answer. And then my third call was to my friend Erica, yes. who I'm going to visit, and, right. and she did answer because she, she talked you down off the. She ledge. was in Hawaii, so it was right. like two o'clock in the afternoon for her because of the time difference. Right. And she, you know, I had just done that benefit for her right. two weekends before, where she was like, "Be dirty, be dirty," and I was like, "I don't think these straight." conservative people want to hear my buttfuck stories and i just really went like full filthy right. for them and i was like you're gonna get complaints that this is not appropriate for a fundraiser and, da, da, da. Right. and she was like in fact i'm glad you called me because all week long i've just i had so many people call this week to just say we don't know where you got that guy but he was hilarious and all these straight people loved you so tony you were a hit and see so it's good that you called me after this difficult right. show because she i can tell you evidence. yes she could give me statistics, and so there, that was really nice. But whatever, it was fine. And then Penelope was like, just cut your show short. She goes, she Penelope used to do stand-up, and she said, I had a horrible week, like a whole week in St. Louis, where they just hated me. Like, literally, the right. whole city just hates me. And so she was like, let's do 10 minutes, yeah. and then go goodnight. And that, That's you know, my show. Yeah. Now, did you see our friend Leslie that booked it and stuff? Was he around? Yes, he was there every night. Oh, yeah, great. yeah. He was Good. great. He was delightful. And Good. He was, he's just was so nice. And Where did you and stay? They got me this beautiful loft directly across the street from the theater. Fantastic. And so it was like a 30-second walk to get to the theater. Like, it was great. I could literally stay in this nice, big loft apartment until 10 or 15 minutes before the show was going to start. Fabulous. And then I could just walk down, go right into Like, you know, it was really... Great. And the um, uh, Jim David is going to be performing there at the end of January. And before him, he's doing Self Pathetic. Which I love. I would go see that. And then before that is is Unitard. Really? So there's great shows coming in January. booking all the kids. Yeah. I would go and see Jim's show in Florida just to go away. I wonder if I have the miles. But anyway. Well, you don't have the miles. Didn't use the miles to go to London? I still have some other miles from, like, United. That's amazing. I don't know. Press trips and not traveling. That's great. So you were on a trip also. Yeah, I just went to Cambria, which is in Central California, for three days. My old friend Scott Williams. Yes. uh, Who was – I danced with on cruise ships, and I've been friends with for – God, 20-something years. Really? Maybe not that long. Yes, because you and I have been yeah, so yeah, 22. Two. So this would be, he would be like 23, me. 24. Yeah. So um, anyway, he, had, he and his partner Peter have this amazing 
amazing, beautiful house where you can see the water. It rained the whole time. They're rich. But we watched um, DVDs, and Peter was Peter overlapped. We I saw he got on the train that I got off of. So um, Scott and I went into San Luis Obispo and saw How Do You Know, the James Brooks movie, and which was isn't it, very uh, good. I it's know. kind of a mixed bag. I enjoyed certain things about it, and I was moved by it. Such a Paul Rudd is adorable. It was yeah. an odd movie, though. It was kind of like where and when is it happening, and it just felt like all this – it felt like the ad campaign has a – Weird anonymous pictures and a weird anonymous title. That's what the whole movie's like. It doesn't yeah. have any sense of like what's it's going like on. It's like one of those focus group kind of movies. Like it's we odd got this. Got, we brought in, Brooks. This is bringing in the young people, and this is for the yeah. women, and this is for that, and we like this color, and this is a good font. Yeah, it's weird. It felt oddly impersonal, but um, I liked some things about it. And then uh, hung out and um, ate, and I went to a spinning class this morning in, in the gym in Cambria. And a woman got up and sang White Christmas in a Santa hat right before the spinning. The oh. teacher brought cinnamon rolls. That, that's I, my that's, kind of spinning class. Boy, that's... With uh, a soloist. <laughs> and a snack. And a snack. Wow. And um, Scott has recently left his job at New Wave. He was creative director at this yeah. trailer house, and they do all kinds of art for television. And now he's sort of freelancing and maybe starting his own company, and it's... It's so weird to hear him. He's at a place where he's transitioning. Yeah. But it was it's sort of like he's had this whole career already. Yeah. And um like like it's that feeling of like all right, I've already built up some so much and now what's next? Whereas uh I'm like, "Oh fuck, I finally got a job that can kind of pay." And like I don't know, it's two different we're in very two different places, but yeah. it's interesting. Um but um, I loved it. It was really fun, and I took the train up there, and it's great, and I liked it very much. That is awesome. Um, so I have somebody that I have. I have somebody that I hate. And no, you're kidding me. I know. <laughs> you have somebody that you don't just like? Just in time for Christmas. And her name is Susan Boyle. Oh, well, that's okay. And I fucking hate Susan Boyle. Yeah. And I really feel like she scammed the planet. She's got one good song, and it's I Dreamed a Dream. Right. That's literally the only song that she sings. That's really funny that that's she good. can't sing anything else. And anything else fucking sucks. And I don't care how much fog and choirs and backlight. She's got no neck and no sense of fucking musicality, and she don't sing so good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And here is I would like to submit this as proof. Exhibit and I, A. I hope that the audience, that our viewers at home, I'm going to bring it up from Oprah today, which was a rerun, but who cares? Now she's getting it. Now she's on it. But her her face is. She looks scared. That's it. That's it. Arms That's all out. she's got. Then she reaches her arm. Well, that was the end of the song. Wow. There was a whole choir. Hey now. Hey Crowded now. house. Hey. Like, it's just. I don't. First of all, I don't she's know what. She's been taking everyone for a ride. I think that's I the Emperor's it, new clothes, right I there. I kind of love that she's. I kind of. It's funny that she's gotten all. We got. A, remember when we were all watching that video when she was? I remember working on the Big Gay yes. Sketch Show and everyone was playing that video and Dennis. Oh my God! Our friend Dennis Meal sent that yeah. around and said, "It's the new Rocky." He said, "This is the new Rocky, in only seven minutes." Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> I, mean, I haven't seen the old Rocky in a while, so I can't, oh but it's that God. underdog story that you kind of can't believe, and all the, the judges were sitting there all snooty, so it is kind of funny that even Oprah's gone on the, gotten on the train. But, uh, hey, no, she sound hey, good. no, it's fucking pitchy, I and there's no be like, you know rhythm. what, let's donate that one to charity, <laughs> that, we don't need that check. Wow. wow, so I hate, yeah. I hate Susan Boyle, and also... Uh, Oprah, then when she interviews her, yeah. Oprah, it's like when Oprah had the mermaid girl on, yeah, who was like the like eight year old retarded girl with the, her legs refused together, right? I remember, and she had her. a pee hole down by her ankles. 
shit. And which I was fascinated by. She's dead now, so it's okay. We can talk about her. But and because she was handicapped, Oprah only talked to her in baby voice. Like so and how that's she how talk to Susan that, Boyle? like that. Oprah talks to her like she's retarded. And then Oprah repeats all of Susan Boyle's answers because she has that thick brogue and yeah. Oprah knows that her dumb white female audience can't yeah. understand it. So she's like, so what was it like growing up? Ooh, it's really hard. Ooh, it was hard. Like, it's really wow. just a, like a fucked up puppet show of an interview. <laughs> I love it. Because Oprah, when somebody's really famous for a long time, Oprah talks like, you know how she we famous people She has a certain respect are. for them. And she loves talking about the she paparazzi. She is not letting Susan Boyle into, she, onto her fucking, no, into her lifeboat no, at all. No, she's not. She's, Susan Boyle's too green. She's yes. too green with fame. Uh, that's pretty classic. <sighs> fucking Susan Boyle, I hate her. What about Don't Ask, Don't Tell? That's fucking awesome. Well, I'm so happy about that. But it's not a done deal. Uh, well, it's I mean, pretty the, much a the done Senate. Deal. Yeah. Now, what about the House? The House already passed it. So the House and the, the Senate both. The president both. signed it today. He did sign it he today. Signed it today, and, and it then was beautiful. Isn't there like a? Doesn't like the Joint Chief have to? I think there are a few. There's like steps two other that people need, that have to sign yeah, it that but I don't, won't that sign they will. it. I think no. I think it's gonna it's gonna happen. It'll be so great if it does. It, no, I think I'm it's happening. I'm just so pessimistic. I think no, it's happening. It's it's happening. Well, that's wonderful. And the speech that he gave today was wonderful, and the people that were there, and it was just like wow, they they did it. Yeah. He told no, the story Dan Choi did it. Yeah, single hand and Kathy Griffin. Well, um, I think that absolutely that goes without saying. <laughs> But he told a story about being in Afghanistan recently and going down the line and, and taking pictures and signing and whatever. And some a woman shook his hand and pulled him into a hug, and she said, get Don't Ask, Don't Tell done. And, like, he told that story, like... Um, and then he said her name. No, he didn't say her name. <laughs> and, and then he said, but this is for her and everybody else. But it was kind of like, you know, it's done. We got it done. And I don't That's know. It was great. thrilling. It was, feeling, it was really cool to watch. My, um, my trainer got asked to go to the Kathy Griffin concert last weekend at the Gibson Amphitheater. Yes. And he, you know, knows Mrs. Kathy. Okay. And was on one episode of the show when they went. As you a know. trainer? Yeah. Anyway, and, um, you know, has considered himself a fan. And he said that it was terrible and that the audience was never into it and that she did two and a half hours. My friend, that's the second person I heard, my friend Brian, who I saw the other night, went to it. He said it was two hours and 45 minutes, and that it was really bad, and that people were not into it and no. not leaving. No, he said, like, uh, some, like, like some courteous laughter and, like, golf clap, but, but never. He said it was really, and I was like, how do you, how are you bad and two, and two hours and 45 minutes? In other words, if you feel yeah. like it's not going well, it didn't add up to me. You're like, not supposed to do two and a half hours anyway. Yeah, like Penelope so, said, do two minutes and get out. An hour and a half yeah. is way plenty. An hour is is fine. An hour yeah. and a half is like really generous. Yeah. And that's if you're killing. Yeah, I thought, so I thought it was really odd. if it's not a magic night, yeah. well, I don't understand the extra hour. I don't either. But yeah, he was like, it's just, I can't, he goes, I just can't hear another story about... Uh, how I'm still on the D-list when you're not. Like, you're fucking co-hosting CNN with Anderson Cooper. You're not D-list. Like, yeah. you're a big, huge star now, and you can't... So I don't know. I thought that yeah, was Yeah, my friend said it wasn't good either. So That's wild, that's because every... You know, I don't watch the D-list show. Right. Um, and You know, or the specials or anything. But I was on a plane uh, when I flew to the thing to P-Town this yeah. summer, and I saw the episode of the D-list where she goes to Alaska... Yeah. And a lot of it made me laugh. I, th I still think she's fine. And I'd still watch every her. time she's on a talk show or anything and I happen to see it, she fucking kills it. She's yeah. hilarious. So I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I was surprised when he said he, he really, really, really shocking. So yeah. I'm sure some more of our couch potatoes have been and we'll have uh, input and they can send us an email uh, to thecomedycouch at gmail.com. Speaking of which, I yeah. have one email that I want to read. Great. There's more in the inbox, but um, we're going to share those after the new year because there's too many, there's too much to discuss on our last podcast of the year. All right. Dear D&T, this is the most overdue email in the sense that I meant to write it like every day since the beginning of November. So you know I am a faithful, loyal couch potato, although I did miss a few late summer fall while I was finishing grad school. However... My self-indulgence uh, has become taking a fresh podcast to AJ's Luncheonette, 
best New York City deli hands down and listening at the bar while I enjoy a hearty serving of crunchy fridge toast. When I placed my order on arrival, I already had a sizable case of the giggles from the Snooky stories on the You Had Sex with Robert De Niro podcast. One of our finest, I think. Apparently. Uh, However, no one could have predicted what would happen next. Toward the end of the meal and after the waitress refilled my piping hot mug of coffee, she went to remove my empty plate at the exact moment used to suggested that in order to carry more curry more favor with Michael Coors and Nina, Mondo should dig up Miss Phyllis to get some of that first strain. I can't exactly <laughs> describe what went down, but it was basically your classic spit take, but but of scalding coffee all over the doughy arm of my AJ server. And not just a dribble. It was hot coffee from her Hello Kitty watch all the way up to her uniform T-shirt. <laughs> ah! In order to avoid a workers' comp claim against the couch, I apologetically blamed the entire ordeal on too hot coffee going down the windpipe. And so we're in the clear, you and I. Oh. I'm actually going to CC the comedy. Okay, so there you go. And please give me a shout-out if you do. Um, Here comes your shout. Yes, that's from Will Weichel in New York City. Celebrity podcast listener. Yes, who you may know from Big Brother. Will and I guess uh, co-hosted a radio show called Twist for a couple years, and I love him. And he's funny and cute and, and smart. Nice. I, awesome. He wants to be a guest sometime when he's out here. Absolutely. Um, is he a married man? He was, and now I think he is. Yes, he is. Okay. He was, and then he wasn't, and now he is. To uh, the same guy? Yes. It was an on again, off again, but now it's on again thing. And the guy's really sweet and lovely. Um, we have to talk about Shania Twain. Do we? Why? What's she doing? Um, He's just excited for our how our years turned out. He lo- loves that guy. And we love you too, Will. So thank you. Shania Twain got dumped by her husband, Mutt Lange. Right. Who was having an affair with Shania's best friend, who was her secretary. Well, they don't ever leave the castle, so there's not a lot Shania of Shania is now engaged to her former best friend's ex-husband. Fuck yes. They literally wife-swapped. I love That's it. That's what's happening over there in the castle in Switzerland. That's probably the only people they know. Old school wife swapping. Full fucking swap. That means Full fucking vagina. swap. And Shania, basically Shania is paying for all four of them. Yeah. It's all Shania's money. I think it's the greatest. Now she feels like a woman. Now she's interesting. Yeah. I love her, though. What was that? A sneeze. I was trying Um, not to. I hope I'm not getting a cold. You love her, but what? No, I love her, but we haven't seen her in a while. I I hate that song, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. But I did love it when Ann Margaret did it. Oh on yes, that stationary motorcycle. And you did it as well in the Quest for the Crown. Did you not? No. No. Oh yes, that was our opening number. That was the opening you remember number. Better than I. Right on. So I've oh I, I have another trip that I went on. I went back to my hometown. Oh, that's right. There a was week a and death. Half ago. Yes. Um, a my a dear f- uh, family that I grew up next to the Gall series. Uh, they were very close to me growing up, and the oldest daughter. Claudia passed away from lung cancer and she'd been fighting it for a while and kind of had it licked for a while and then it came back and she was actually doing commercials for the cancer center. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you sometimes see them on late night and she was quite a, um, a formidable loving spitfire of a woman. And um, so I went back and I got to see a lot of um, old friends and family and kind of since I'm not going for Christmas, it was all good. But what I noticed about my hometown is it's all about kids. Everybody's life is about kids and well, having kids. Well, that's the way kids. the whole world is, yeah. It's really like, it is how the whole world is, but wow. And you know, in the economy and nobody's slowing down, they're all having them and they've all got, you know. And oh, fucking is still free. Yeah, but it was like, and I'm looking at it going, I'm looking, at, I meet somebody and they're like three kids and I'm like, gosh, how much does that cost to... Yeah, do it all and so expensive. But they're into it and they're loving it, and it's all what it's about. But um, I was really happy I got to go home. But um, I have a little story about the train ride. I'm gonna seize again. Hang on. Okay. So you took you take the Amtrak train or is yes, this the I took train? the Amtrak train to Winslow, Arizona, and okay. got off there. So I mentioned in the previous podcast about the 24 year old Giovanni, right? Yes. Uh, who I haven't seen in a while, but I've texted him. This and... is the guy that you, I fucked at the Starbucks. Yes, and, and then, then got I in had your a date bed. with him. Yes, or on it. So, anyways, um, and then there was the other guy, Oscar from the Glendale Mall, who I think I mentioned briefly that I gave him the Fashion Police 
I, my new pickup line is, hey, do you want to come see Fashion Police? Yeah, yeah, that was at like Macy's or something. Yeah, it was at a store in the mall. Um, and then... And glad that, but I'd never heard anything from him. Okay. Or no, he emailed me about it, and then I forwarded it on and to Arthur. I never heard anything again. Well, I'm on the train and driving, to, going to Arizona and feeling like, you know what, I'm, I'm glad I'm doing this, and we'll see what it's like. And um, I get a text from this guy, Oscar. Yeah. Hey... Dennis, something about we both have the same jacket. I bought the jacket that he had, or something. Yeah, out of kind of out of nowhere. And I was like, "Oh, hey, hey, send me da, a picture da, 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 of your da. wiener." So, and he sent me a picture of him, like with another wearing something else from the store or whatever. And so we're having a little text flirty, and then Giovanni texts me at the same time. Oh yeah. So I've got two young Latinos, probably with small dicks, according to Tony. I don't know. No, according to Omar. According to Omar, um, <laughs> but I was like. Both young, way yeah. too young. Well, if you combine Both their ages. texting. If I combine their ages, they're barely older than me. Barely. <laughs> yeah. And I'm texting them both, and, like, it's, like, cover a couple of hours on the train, and... That's a fun couple of really hours. It was really fun. Good it for you. It was super fun, and I was yeah. like, oh, the other one now, yeah. and now that one's back. But you have to be so careful not to send the wrong response to the wrong yeah. person. I guess you do, which yeah. I didn't do. But, um, yeah, and the other one is adorable. And I went and I was shopping at the mall and I was there and we went on his break and had a little coffee and he's very Oh, young. my. Yeah, and that ain't going to happen. But the the texting was very fun. So that's – but I love that just that they well, were Well, why are you giving her. up? Well, no, I would, do, I would go out with him in a – you know, but he's like 21, literally so, 21. Dennis, do any of us care? No, none no. of us care. No, I would go out with him. We all sure. love it. I'll try to make something happen. Okay. I just don't feel like there's a lot of energy coming toward me in that way. Okay. Although it is the Christmas rush. He's very busy. That's true. Selling garments. He's got to move those units. Oh, don't I know And um, But the problem with these young ones, and you probably know this, <laughs> is that they love to text, but they don't like to be pinned down to a time. They don't want to see. Say, I hey. disagree. See, that is my experience with my one or two. No, like, that is my experience with my contemporaries. Oh, the opposite. We we're going to wing, and well, let's just let's check back in on Tuesday. And it's always like this. Yeah, let's go out Wednesday if I don't get a better offer between now and then. Whereas the twenty-three-year-olds will like, I'm putting you down for I'm Wednesday night, and it is a lock. Really? Okay. Now I might get experience. grounded. Yeah. So there's that, there's or that. I could have homework, right? Or you know, uh, if there's a lice outbreak at school, right? Something but could those happen. are things you could get a bad juice box. You know it; it happens. <laughs> so, so well, then maybe, maybe you know. So, but yeah. I do. They're fun, and they're, I love that they don't have like problems like I have or my <laughs> peers have. I love, and yeah. I love that nobody knows them. Yeah. They didn't used to date my ex. Right. They haven't been them. passed around. No. Yeah. And they weren't at that party where everyone was hitting on them and thought this, you know, no. So <sighs> it's that's fun. I love the texting on the train. I'll tell you that. So, you know, I had um, I told you I had my date with the guy. We've got the, the guy on the, the passenger and then flight attendant one and flight attendant two. Oh, okay. Well, wow. You're okay. Well, I never heard from flight attendant two ever again. Flight attendant one uh, came back into town, and I went and we hung out for a little while. And uh, I don't know if it's really on. Um, we had a nice drink, really nice conversation. He's a really nice guy. There's something about his intensity that is a little smelly, whole gay. Okay. For my like everything is always like oh yeah if you know what I mean like everything is like a double entendre in that old school gay way right. yeah do you know what I mean and that vibe I Can find you the top to that ketchup I got your top ooh you somebody see say top. Yeah. exactly it's that it's yeah. all that stuff I just it really kind of skews me out in a weird way that yeah. I need to just let go of because it's like whatever who cares speaking of letting go when are you gonna let go of those clothes. Like, that's exact. Oh my God! That's exactly. God, I'll, I'll make you call for God. But then it's like, <laughs> and yeah. then it's like, LOL at the yeah. end of it. Yeah. And it's like, well, it, now your fake laugh has almost made it worse because it's. Speaking of fake, I'll tell you one thing: I don't fake. <laughs> Loads. LOL. 
My loads are. And you know I'm not Mexican, right? Um, he is. I get he's it. Mexican. <laughs> yeah. He's Mexican. And so, so anyway, he's a little smelly hole gay. I get it. And so a smelly hole gay is a person that um, Kathy That's Griffin. That's one of the good things we got from Kathy. Griffin. Yeah, we coined this phrase with Kathy <laughs> because she was talking about this the kind of gay guy that is too familiar right out of the gate that thinks because he's a Kathy Griffin fan. He can then open with an insult, but then laugh after like it's a joke. Like, we're girlfriends. We tease each other. And it would literally, we exaggerated it to the point of, hey, Kathy, you fucking smelly fish hole. How are you? Yeah. Get over here, you whore, you smelly hole bitch. God, that, that kind of sure stinks. Come over here, you cunt. Oh, I Get love over it. here. I love it with yeah. that smelly vagina and fish so hole. So that becomes a smelly hole And gay. so those gay, the guys that yeah. do that are smelly hole gays. Yeah. That's the, the subcategory. Right on. And so he has a touch, just a touch. He's got a touch of, of the smelly hole gay. Yeah. All right. Um, and so what and about he lives the in other Arizona. Guy? Then the passenger um, I took out on a very, very nice date. And he was very, very excited. What did you do? Where um, did you go? We went and had sushi and then uh, sex. And then uh, went and had coffee after the sex again. And it was really nice. And we texted. Was that the first time you'd had sex? Or you, mm-hmm. had you already got? Okay, that was okay. And um, well, it was our first date. I right, mean, okay. Well, know. I thought you might have had another date before then. No, that was okay. the first date. And so, but it was really nice. It was the whole night and everything. Um, and now I was like, hey, when can I see you this week? And he's like, let's just talk after Christmas. Wow. I mean, it's really like, but you know, he's, he's busy and whatever and whatever. But, um, so I had a date, which I guess I hadn't talked about on the podcast last weekend before I went to, um, Fort Lauderdale, you know, that whole week I had that weird stomach flu. Yeah. And so I had a date with this guy that I was very excited about. He's the right, he's like 35 and sexy and has a good job and i was very excited about this date and we go on the date and i'm having this stomach flu thing and i'm like i'm in bed all day but i don't want to cancel on the date yeah so i rally and i'm like i can do this so we go and again we go we're having sushi and i'm literally just having brown rice and miso soup and i've told him i've you know had this weird stomach thing but i'm okay and and I keep going to the bathroom and I'm peeing and I'm peeing out of my butt and it's, that's what's happening. And he's, they have this amazing dessert at this place, at this mm-hmm. sushi place. They make these like different flavored creme brulees and I really love them. And I, I really sold the green tea creme brulee and he's very excited because he cooks and we get halfway through dinner and I'm like, um, we're going to have to get the check and leave because my stomach is not, I have to end the date. I'm really sorry. And he's like, but I really wanted a creme brulee. I go, no, that's going to happen another time. And he goes, oh, okay. Like he didn't realize how serious it was until I kind of raised my voice. Right. And so I pay the check. I take him back home. And so we're supposed to see each other tomorrow night for like our first real date with me, maybe not shitting anything. Right. So, um, so I'm looking forward to that, but he's, so it's this art limit imitates life, imitates your show. There's no art, but okay. Yes. Um, but, uh, his name is Garrison. That's a nice name. Isn't it? Is he from the South? Uh, uh, no, he's half black. Right on. And, and he's just sexy and neat. And I think he's really cool, but he's very spiritual now after his last breakup. He found not religion exactly, but he does his yoga and he meditates and he does his gratitude. Love it. Something gratitude where he goes out and he puts his palms up to the sky and reflects, but he sends out I love gratitude. It. I love vibe. it. I don't know. I think it it's was, good. There was a lot of talk about stuff that's not on TV. Yeah. For that day. And I was like, yeah, but what about those Real Housewives? And he was like, well, when I was gratituding, and I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. But, you know, we kept. Gratituding is better than attituding. I don't know. It kept coming back to the gratitude. And, you know, I wear my little bracelet to try to remember to be grateful. Right. But it's also a cute bracelet. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not like going whole hog with it. Like, you wouldn't. I'm not wearing an ugly bracelet. Yeah. To remind me. So, like a cross or something. Ugh, I do. I think crosses are awful. But anyway, um, so yeah. So good for Garrison. So Garrison is gonna. We're gonna go out you tomorrow night online. Right on. And so, um, yeah. Good. So there you go. But that's. Um, I had a really exciting date last night with uh, with someone that was a fix up. 
Right on. And we've been texting for the past couple, like literally almost two months and never could get it. I, he was sick. Then I got the stomach thing. Then I left town. Then he, um, so anyway, we have our first date and it is magical. Like from the moment I pick him up, I think he's so handsome and his smile just like makes me. What's his name? Tingly inside Jimmy. And, um, he's 28 and he's been off the meth. For 81 days now. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's 81 days. I know. But it's like, it's, uh, you know, it's a, there may be a few red flags, but we had a really nice time. And, you know, yes, he's lost his job and his, where he lives and his car. And he's not technically homeless because he's a friend who's letting him crash on his couch and who fixed you up if i may ask a, um, another friend uh, yeah who knew the sitch i don't think so okay maybe i don't know anyway and so um but you know what we had a really nice day yesterday yeah and um i would when i took him back home before i went to take my kickboxing class I was like, um, do you like soup plantation? And he was like, oh my God, I went there one time and I was like, this is the most amazing thing. How could I have lived in California my whole life and not known about this? And I was like, well, with the rain, I just want like soup. Like I want to go to soup plantation. He was like, oh my God, anytime I was like, well, would you want to go tonight? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well you go to your meeting and I'll go to my kickboxing class and then I'll come back and pick you up and we'll go to soup plantation. Mm -hmm. So we both did our thing and then I picked him back up right. and we went, went to soup plantation and I don't think it's because he's homeless and broke, but he acted like I took him to the fucking Ivy. He was like, thank you so much for taking Like, because I paid. And like, he's we- gratituding. Yes, he was so gratituding, but in, in like the real actual- Yes. Yes. Which is lovely. <sighs> I know. And then like, so then like, I was all like, God, oh, he be, what if he's my boyfriend? And did it like, and then I remembered, oh yeah, well- there's a real good chance that he'll steal my stuff and sell them for drugs. <laughs> and then that would be my own fault. But, um, but yeah, he's sweet. So anyway, that's good though. You had a lovely time with somebody sweet who probably being, needs yes. something nice to happen for him. As I'm well. being grateful yes. for that See wonderful date where nobody shit on anybody right and on. everybody showed up and you nobody canceled plantation. and Beautiful. there was good soup. So that's, a fucking that's a good day for Mr. Tripoli. I love it. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'm gonna try to kick it up the notch in the dating in 2011. Good. I'm out of the woods. Yeah. Sort of, and uh, now it's time to go back into the woods. <laughs> and get... what was the guy that said it was a moment in the woods? Oh fuck! Tell the story. This guy named John Carroll. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> we used to play volleyball back in the day, and. Uh, one time we had an I had an Oscar party over here and he lived in Long Beach and I had always kind of had a crush on him and the party went really late and he ended up staying over and we kind of fooled around but we didn't really do anything sexual too much we kind of made out or whatever but it was not you know it was nice I liked him yeah and I remember the next morning I called in sick for work and the most attention he paid me was when I was on the phone calling in sick, like he was kind of fucking with me, like I was trying to be sick, and he mm -hmm. was like teasing me or touching me or whatever. Pinching your nipples. And then I got off the phone, and it was like, shut down, shut down. And then later, we went and had breakfast around the corner, and he was getting ready to leave, and I said, hey, I was like, what was that? And he goes, it was a moment in the woods. And I was like, oh, fuck. Are you kidding me with the fucking Sondheim cliches? It's like If I wanted that, I would gay. go down to Sondheim's dungeon and yeah. throw myself in the sling or the Oy. whatever. Which she probably doesn't even have a dungeon, but you and know again, the And again, with the fucking musical theater faggotry and the quoting and the, yeah. I, a moment in the woods means, mm, not going to call you again. That's that's what, it's a nice way of saying. Um yeah, I live in Long Beach. It's a loser. I live in Long Beach, and the party ran late. Yeah, and I still and see I'm him occasionally. Jerk. He doesn't live here anymore, but I see him sometimes, and he um, regards me in a very nice way. I think he like like you yeah. know you look good or whatever. And I was like, you fucking 
blew it. Yeah, exactly. A while ago. You had a moment in the woods. And, and you left me in the woods. And you shit in the woods like a bear shits in the woods. I don't know. And then a tree fell and you heard it. I don't really it's know. It's grandmother's you... house. <laughs> I don't know what it's all you did. house. I like that show woods. and I like Sondheim, but I fucking hate that little Orange Riding Hood with her. It's a grandmother's house every five fucking seconds. I can't. Don't make me play Susan Boyle again because I oh, will do shit. it. I'll dial her up. I dreamed a dream. I love it that she took us all for a ride. <laughs> And that she's fucking high on the hog. And I love that she'll stop singing if she's got a frog in her throat on The View. That was amazing on The View. Um, oh, another little thing about when I was in my hometown. Yes. I met um, one of the sons of the woman who had passed away. I met his children. And um, there was a kid who's in high school, and he's in the Glee Club, and they sang there and the – for the service and he's very thin and kind of has you know floppy hair and i don't know if he's gay because he doesn't doesn't read gay necessarily to me but he's like theater music guy gay geek yeah and he's like that guy and i was like wow i wonder if this kid it was like none of my nieces and nephews ended up being like me at all i mean i get along with them but none of them are, are like kindred like oh i was into that when i was there they're all into other stuff but I like this kid was like into the, into the swing thing. That's what we called the jazz choir, show choir that I choreographed. Um, and I met this kid. And you call he was it like, the swing thing? That was the name of our, that was our glee group. That was like our New Horizons or whatever it is. Okay. Swing thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was cool. And uh, I met this kid who was in it, and he was sort of not related to me, but part of my friends' families and stuff like that. And I don't know what his deal was, but I think – when kids are young, they're so clearly who they are. How can you like look at somebody and see what they love and what they're about and want them to not be that? What am I trying to say? Like, Parents accept your children? Yes, because you, cause you're around. And, and they should accept them, but only not only that, but they should really be – if they're aware, you see who they're being who they are. Mm. You know, they, you're, they're not doing it to put something on or whatever. You, you see people – I saw who this kid was in an afternoon. Right. I mean, not in terms of I don't know what his sexual orientation is going to be or whatever, but in terms of what what was what drove him, what was right. passionate you about him. You can't fake passion. No, that's who he is. Yeah. Don't make him go hunting. And they didn't seem to be doing that. They seemed to be honor you know honoring his thing. But I that touched me. It reminded me of when I was growing up there. And my choir teacher from Swing Thing. Hmm. Um. They built an auditorium and named it after him. And so now my hometown has like a real auditorium where people can perform so you don't have to do arsenic and old lace in the cafeteria with mm. the basketball hoop hanging down in front of the proscenium. You know, wow. we got a, a raked stage like this. Nice. Yes. And it's the George Gardner Auditorium. And I was very happy to see that. That's cool. I know, right? And burlesque is coming to town next weekend. After Harry Potter was there when I was there and then burlesque was coming. Wow. So, is the town ready for that? I hope so. Let Why did Will Watusi? <laughs> Let me just say, I liked that movie. It was fun. I liked it. Yeah. So, and again, I say, Christina Aguilera, best thing in it. I thought she was a decent actor. No, I thought, I thought she, she was good. I thought, I thought she, she was better she actor than Cher. After cliche, after cliche. After I thought she play. was better than Cher, better than Stanley Tucci. Yeah. And I liked that Cam. Uh, Wignut or gin, what? G- 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 Giganet? I don't know, but he's yummy. Gigande. Yeah. Gigande, that's how you say it. Really? Yes. Where's Gigande. he from? Chad? I don't know, but it's pronounced Zaire? Gigande. All right. And Alonzo sent me the pronunciation. Thank you, Alonzo. I know, right? And um, so there you go. Um, the E Christmas party we have not discussed, and you didn't go. I didn't go you because I was, good. I was peeing out my butt. Wow. Okay? Sometimes it was foam. Sometimes it was just Seven Up. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes it was molasses. Right. Well, I took my friend Tom, who had just arrived from New York. He was visiting for several days, mm-hmm. and uh, it was great to see him. And it was in this big tent in Westwood. Yeah. And it was like the '90s. It was like going to one of those old when I used to work for Detour Magazine or one of those places, and they'd have fun parties. And right. Tom works in the music industry, and he said it was like in the '90s when. BMG would throw a big party after the Grammys or whatever. Wow. Like, it was a nice place, and the food and desserts were great, and 
it was fun to see all the people from not everyone from fashion police was there but a lot of them were there and they all were dressed up and the girls were all fun and cute and That's had, had a few drinks yeah and, uh we posed for a fun picture i just loved being there i loved i've never had a i haven't had a company to go to a company right. christmas party before have you been to them before do they yeah, they, they didn't do one, one last year yeah we didn't do it yeah. last year but the year before uh, it was a big one at uh, down at Nokia downtown, up on the roof, in this big tented thing. It wow! Was, it was outrageous. It was really cool. But I, you know, I took Eric, and so it just so it always it has thinks, a bit of that. Yeah, it kind of feels like that. I don't know. I just remember the pictures of us, like you know what we wore and stuff. But yeah, you know, whatever. Um, I loved being there. I I loved it. Oh, uh, and there's a guy that works on our floor mm-hmm. who I've seen a lot, but I did not ever talk to him. And he was standing there with this other guy, and they were clearly on a date, and uh, they were struggling with their picture. And I was like, I'll take that picture for you. So I did it. I found out his name, found out the boyfriend's name, and now we're like this. And I'm hoping that one day the boyfriend's not the boyfriend anymore, <laughs> and I can... Excellent. Hold that door. Oh, hey. Wow. Yeah. Is supposed to be in an elevator, the two of you, one day? Uh, just the two of you. Wait, are you going up? Stop. Oh, yeah. boy. Maybe something like that. And the next thing you know, somebody's in some And he's else's. Egyptian, this guy. All right. Because, yeah. Did he walk like one? I don't know. That's stupid. No, I take it back. Yeah, it is. Tony, I take it back. let yourself off the hook, man. No, that was awful. What no. a dumb, stupid thing not, to it's say. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> to literally ask if he walked like one. No, um, it's late. But anyway, I love the holiday party. Um, I like... The fashion police, so much more than the dish, I almost feel guilty. Just the healthy the, the, camaraderie between the staff well, and the lack. Well, that's what I was experiencing at the party is how much I adore these people. And the lack and of I like, well, that's your department and this is my department. Part of the and team. This, it really is like when something needs to be done, three people go, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And do you know what I'm saying? Like there yeah, really like is. I, and I was on, I was only on the dish for two weeks, so I don't really. know. It feels know. like such a respect for like what you know. You guys really think of funny jokes. That's amazing. And wow, well, you guys really find a picture of anything that somebody says. You fucking They're find it, and it's good. there. And it like Everyone's the graphics good. are so good. Yeah, like ever. It's like very complimentary back and forth. Although I do have to say, I'm really troubled with the last couple episodes, and there's going to be a really uncomfortable meeting coming can but. i can, <laughs> uh we can't go into too much detail but i will say this glenn my friend that spins with me all the time and is a good friend of mine uh s- saw me on saturday it was the day after the last episode aired and he goes wow there was a shot a master shot where kelly looked so pissed at something that joan said and i said really that's weird in what aired yeah. or he was at the taping no in what oh. aired I was like, oh, wow. I didn't notice. But yeah. he said there was a shot where Kelly looked really pissed off at something Jones said. And it was like, it was, a, you know, it was enough to make him comment, which I thought yeah. was interesting. So, you so know. there's that. But, um, and then we all got, like, Joan got the writers. Uh, Joan and Melissa got us beautiful orchids. They're these giant orchid and, plants. Um, just so, so much thoughtfulness. And at the end of the uh the last episodes you know there was uh, people were eating and there were presents going around and i just it felt so good to be part of that group and to be working on something that is considered successful and i just oh i was so pleased i felt so good and then i went to target to get the carry-on version of my luggage set yeah so i can carry it on for places and it was $30 less than it would normally be, just for no reason. Well, there is a reason. Which is what? Jesus. Jesus, shit turned around is the point. And I was like, <laughs> things are... Th- and then we had went to Candy Cane Lane last week, which was a tradition with um, me and Brett and Danny and Aaron. And then Tom went along and we ate food. And it's just like... Oh, Life's worth like, living again, life Dennis. Life is worth... Compared to last year, I couldn't... Yes. Imagine how different it would be. I'm going to London. That's so, I'm so exciting. Pleased and do you have grateful. any plan? Are you going to see a show I'm on the West seeing, End? I might, but you know what? The West End shows are all like flash dance, yeah, and dirty dancing, which those I'm are into. both shows you want to see. Priscilla, but they're all like literally videos on our shelf right up there. Yeah. Um. So, um, you for I sure want to see Priscilla. 
Yeah, which is also going to be in New York at some point, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it's just, um, I've been gratituding a lot. Oh, Christ. I've been gratituding my own horn. <laughs> that's even worse. That than, is so much that's worse. worse than whatever your hacky joke. Oh was. my God. You know who would have smiled at that? Yeah. My Saturday 7 PM audience. Yeah. Um, um, so I guess we should start wrapping this we up. Should wrap it up. Um, let me see if I have any other well, things. Well, very quickly. What are you going to I want to say, I loved the movie easy. A, I thought it was, had a lot more laughs than I expected. And you know, that Emma stone is fucking hilarious. She's great. She's just so talented. Phoenix girl. Yeah. She's fucking great and has like a, just a great face and I love that. Um and um I watched Inception last night yes. and I think I understand. I think yeah. I know what happened, but maybe not. But I don't kind of really don't care, but it, there was some neat stuff in the in the theater the visuals were enthralling. Yeah. But it was really humorless. And um, I don't like it when and um, you know it, you ad- admired it, but it's not like when oh, Joseph it. Gordon-Levitt isn't cute because he's so cute, and so let just let him be cute. Don't but make the him. The scene look... in the hallway was amazing. It's him. neat. Yeah, I yeah, but I just want him to. I don't like him looking all skinny and exhausted like that. Yeah. That's not how I want That's my how you want Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gordon. No, I like him so much. I saw um, Black Swan and, Island. But P.S. And thank God for Juno in that film. She was the only thing with funny because, humor. Well, yeah. and she I know she's exposition lady. Yeah. But thank fucking God. She's the, every time she came on screen, I was like, okay, now I'm going to understand something. So she's going to put it together. Thankfully, she's going to yeah. look look at me right into the camera and be like, okay, here. Yeah. This means this, and this is why, and this is going to be this, and now we're all going to wear white, and it's going to be snowing, but it's just because it's level three. Like, yeah. I was like, God, thank God for you. Yeah. So three cheers for Juno. Yeah. Um, so Black Swan. Black Swan I finally saw. You've seen it, right? I've not seen it. Oh, I saw. I finally saw it. Um, I, you didn't love it? No, I didn't love it. I liked it fine. I, I wanted it to go crazier more. Oh. So when it finally goes to Cuckoo Town, I'm all about it. Yeah. But I want it to be Cuckoo Town more. Okay. Um, but I, I liked it for sure. And it, the last like half hour really kicks in. It's good. Yeah. Um, and I rented. I they sent me this screener of the Mormon Proposition, which is a documentary yeah. about Proposition Eight. I watched it on the train ride up to Cambria. I was so infuriated. Yeah. By the time I got off the train, having been <sighs> born a Mormon uh, or baptized or whatever, but they booted me out. But anyways, they did make. They talk about the Mormons' um, belief in a pre-existence and also an afterlife where you end up as a family unit and you become gods of your own planets or whatever. So it's very much a hetero model where it's a family unit. And they talked about how the idea of kind of saying that gays are okay would sort of undermine their whole doctrine and their whole the whole sham they're selling or whatever. Yeah. Or not, you know. In other words, that's why they're so invested because – if gays are okay and they're part of God's plan, then... Right, then they're out of business. Then they're out of business. So, but man, they were gross and sinister, and it was it was um, unnerving. Well, speaking of angry-making, yes. and I'm not, I'm not going to uh, talk about uh, I Dreamed a Dream Lady again. What's her fucking name? Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle. Ugh, that hairy asshole. <laughs> and, um, but... I was listening to NPR, which, as you know, I call jazz for no reason. Right, which I love that you do. And um, they had this guy on who wrote the op-ed piece in the Washington Post uh, today about you that the, we gays need to take hate out of the gay marriage argument. That when we say straight people, we're accusing people of hating us, that they don't hate us at all. They just disagree. And we're basically, we're calling them Hitler. We're doing that thing where you just automatically go to Hitler. Right. Um, which I thought was really interesting because I don't agree with that. I don't don't think that's what we're doing. And that Maggie Gallagher, who was in this Mormon, um, proposition, who's the, one of the spokesperson that they always prayed out for yes on eight. Well, just because we don't agree with it doesn't make us haters or bigots. You know what? For me, we're not talking, tell it to my heart. Right. I'm well, not saying, you know, 
Taylor Dane. It's close enough. Yeah. It's close enough. It it, it occurs yeah. to me as hate. So there you go. Tough yes. shit. It is bigoted. Yeah. There's no, you can't say it's not You can not get bigoted. married. I can't. The right. least I can do is hate you or or use the word hate or throw the word hate around. Yeah. If you don't like it, then don't don't be a hater, Carney. Thank yeah. you. I'll take that note. No, I'm so sick of people saying, yeah, well, just because we don't, it doesn't mean it just. Yes, yeah, that it, is what it means. It means. It's good enough. Close enough to me. Just because we won't let you get married doesn't mean we won't let you get married. Yeah. I'm coming yes. from an emotional place. I'm not coming from a logical place. Those days are over. Right. Yeah. Well, you can't. You they're not coming from a logical place. Right. If you're quoting this book of fairy tales, then don't right. talk to me about you know that they're coming from this place of logic, and you queens are just all emotional and worked up. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. Speaking of book of fairy tales, I love how they're all. Uh, oh, your feelings are hurt. I can't get married. Fuck off. Boo hoo. Yeah. <laughs> Poor you. Somebody said well, I have hate in my heart. Suck my dick. Yeah. Ugh. I love that. It's so meh. You can't call me. You know what? I like when you get wound up. Yeah. Gay folks are getting beat up and killing themselves and can't do shit and chain defenses. Fuck off. Mm. Boo hoo. Poor you. You want one of those little Sesame Street band aids? Jesus, Dennis. I'm sorry. No, it's wonderful. I really need to get back to the gratituding. No, I like this version so do much you? better. It's great. Yes. Right. I've had it. No, but that's great. Will you let Cher yell at them now? Wagon Wheel Watusi, you fucking hater. Suck my dick. Um, so we can wrap it up. I have to, uh, yeah, I have to, I'm doing serious in the morning, but this won't air, this won't go up in time for you guys. To do I, that. um, maybe. ding dong today, my door, the doorbell rang and this FedEx arrived. Oh wait, yes. I love and this. it was from Joan Rivers to me and there's no card or anything. And I don't know if it's a joke or if it's serious, but inside was the giant Barbara Streisand This Is My Fancy Barn House book. Yeah, which is hilarious. And it really is. It's called Barbara Streisand My Design. No, My Passion for Design. And every photo in it, she's resting her chin on her hand. Yeah. She clearly likes that one pose. Yeah. And she's resting in front of the barn, and she's resting in the... What is that one room? The government study room or whatever. Yeah. And so I just thought into a It's so up the weird podcast, that that she um here's look at resting, her hands resting yeah. in a canoe with James Brolin, who is wearing a knife clipped on his belt in a little satchel. There's something so indulgent about that book. Like my it's all of my house, it's which you'll, she, you'll never, never come have. to. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm Barbara not sure. Streisand, you're not invited. I'm not sure what she's offering people except for showing. I don't know. Well, I feel first like of it's. All, I think this house is so tacky and awful. <laughs> I just want to say that. What? <clears throat> I, mean, I'm, I just thought it was funny. Be- I mean, the structure of the home, but the. Oh, it is decorated. I mean, it looks like goddamn Barbara Streisand. Well, it looks there. like 14 million rooms. And... Yeah. But I just thought it would be a fun game for us to play as we um, wrap up right. our final. Oh, I was going to sing Brandy Killed a Man, my favorite Christmas song, which, by the way, is Sweeping the Nation. Scott was like, I can't hear that peanut song now without thinking of it. Oh, we've really Brandy ruined. Brandy killed a man. We've, we've really ruined that song for you know legions would, of people. Do you want to know who would really ruin that song? <laughs> Susan Boyle. <laughs> Brandy killed a man. And then the choir would come in. So yeah. to end our final podcast of 2010, wow. All right. I'm going to randomly open the Barbara Streisand My Passion for Design book okay. to a page, and I would like you to read us out. I'm going to read it? Yeah. My voice isn't as good as yours. That's fine. I, I think you should read some, no, and I should read some. Well, I'm going to – okay, I'm going to pick a – now, and verify that this is random. Okay. It's totally random. No, but seriously, you have yeah, to tell no, them that totally I'm just random. coming through. Yeah, no, it's totally random. Oh, shit. What is this titled? The Green Greens. <laughs> and the second greens is spelled E-N-S. Now that I was completely seduced by green and green, I really wanted to see the inside of the blacker house. But because it's not a Natua way you can pay to get in, I had to track down the owner. He agreed to show me around, 
but only if I let him borrow a pair of green and green sconces I own so I could copy them for the house. Okay. Fuck a duck. That's a bunch of Jew gibberish that makes no sense. (laughs) You assigned a religion and a... Yes, please open it to a new page and my barber will read uh, from the book. This is a reading from Barbara Streisand, My Passion for Design. I like this one. The Loft slash Jim. <laughs> one day I was watching the movie Gosford Park, and I fell in love with the book of the servants' quarters. Oh, but I fell in love with the look of the servants' quarters in the basement of the old English country house. I would have liked to filmed. be a servant ever. She really is like, <laughs> I really want servants, and I want. That's what she got out of Gosford Park. Was that she liked the servants' quarters in the basement? Yeah. I really should make my workers live in the basement. Yeah. Everyone that works for me should have to go below ground. Yes. Where no one can see them. The only way this book could land harder on people that don't have nice things is if she literally <laughs> threw it at them. So, it's... anyway, that was our holiday readings from uh, Barbara Streisand. My passion for design, courtesy of Miss Joan Rivers. We love you, Joan. Yes. Uh, also... Oh, I have, I, you know, they scattered these, plant, these plants, so I talked to Sabrina, the assistant. Yes. And I wanted to send them something, so I sent them a copy of my book misadventures very nice but before i sent it i went to the back cover because at the time i couldn't get any blurbs because no famous people would say i read this and i loved right. it so we just listed every celebrity's name who appears in it so melissa river's name is in it and i was like thinking oh fuck what do i say about her what do i say about her what do i say about her not that they're gonna even read it or whatever but she's it you know yeah. she's in it so i had to go through my computer i did a search on every fucking chapter from these old documents and i finally found it and it's just her Craig, the character of Craig gets tangled up in her purse at a dumb charity event. Oh, so it's God. pretty harmless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. No, it's but, flattering. Please. Yeah, it's flattering. It gave me, it was like, you're in, it's like, <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. So I was like, hey, you know, but, um, so I sent him, but I did, I did have to go and it took me like an hour to figure out where, where she was in it. So <laughs> what shit you said about her, <laughs> or if, you know, you your never know. Boss. Y- you do. Yes. Sometimes you do know <laughs> if you're me. Yes. So, we need to erase some of these old podcasts, that. in fact. Right. Um, so, so there's that. Um, folks, let's gratitude briefly. We're gratituding. We appreciate you listening to our ramblings Very this year. Uh, last year, you got us through. And uh, this year, maybe uh, we got you through a little bit. I got through, babe. We returned the favor <laughs> because of the movie Gosford Park. And uh, we would like to think of you, couch potatoes. Servants. Hands were bleeding from the work that she did that you I loved. You couch potatoes all sleeve. should live in a basement. <laughs> like in the movie Gospel Park. Anyway, we love you for listening. Check out our sponsors, yes. Dr. Kiss, the world's greatest lip balm, and the book Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas right by Alonzo Giralde. Excellent. And uh, remember that we love you, and uh, we will see you next year. We're going to try to take things bigger with the podcast in 2011. All Damn righty. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Bye. Bye.